if you notice that we are not streaming tonight, I told Nadine to, she's not well, and that is why she's still not here. I told her to stay away because she had this deep cough. She does not have COVID. She just has a um, flu, flu type of a sickness and deep cough, and she can't get rid of it. So I told her to stay home and take a break. Um, I told her we're not streaming for the entire weekend. So she sent a message out to everyone that follows us online that we're not streaming. But I'm glad to see you all here for this local streaming service. It's good to see everybody out here tonight. And um, we have a two-man two band. One man, two-man band tonight. But I think Sister Carol did good over the past weekend. And um, tonight we want to just have a regular uh, Saturday evening service. Um, tonight, if somebody wants to testify, you can get up and testify. It's a good night. Tomorrow is the same thing. We're not streaming, but Sam is going to take the basic service. I'm not. I'm resting my voice this weekend. You know, I'm supposed to be in the hospital tomorrow. And the hospital is wondering why I'm calling and canceling all these times. Like I canceled the first one, and then tomorrow I'm supposed to be going in for admittance. I canceled that again. And this time I told them, I said, when I'm ready to come, I'll let you all know. And so I don't know if that would ever happen, but I'm sure it would. We're glad to be in church tonight. We want to uh, have a word of prayer. Ask God to bless this weekend. Amen. Join me in prayer, please. The Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the privilege you've given to us to be in your house. We treasure your house, Father. Uh, please give us that reverence that your word tells us to have, to reverence your sanctuary. Give us that respect and honor for your house, O God. The place where your honor dwelleth. Help us to understand that in this place that offers life, it is so absolutely important for us to have respect and honor for it. Tonight, we remember those that are not well, especially Nadine. We pray that you'll touch her heart, touch her mind, touch her spirit, and touch her body. Give her a healing virtue, Father, and whatever you're teaching her uh, through this sickness, Lord, may she open her heart and learn whatever lessons you have to teach her. Teach us your ways, Father, we ask. And tonight we remember everyone else that's not well. We pray for the senior ones in this church. Oh Lord, that you will give them strength. Sister Monica, remember Sister Phillips, as she's in Jamaica. We pray, oh God, that you'll touch every one of these children of God. Uh, Sister Polly, not here tonight, Father. Uh, we pray that you'll also strengthen her faith, Father. Tonight we remember the folks in Rochester and around the world. We pray, O oh God, that during this time that we normally would join them in service and they would join us, Father, that you would uh, encourage their hearts and help them to keep their minds focused on spiritual things. Bless this service again, we ask in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. If Sister Carol wants to preach, is that okay? Yes, it is. Sure. <laughs>
Praise the Lord.
praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. I appreciate being in church today. Just catching my breath. <laughs> I just give God thanks for his mercy and for bringing me here another time where I can see God's people and we can worship and praise God and, and feel a good and lively spirit. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I want to say how much I just appreciate God for the messages that we've been receiving in church and, and just the reminder that we have that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood but principalities and the battles that we fight today are so it's so important that we recognize and understand who our enemy is mm -hmm. and that's something that i really believe that we learn a lot about when we come here into the house of god and you know as brother singh was saying on on wednesday even though there's just a few of us you know the bible talks about that small remnant mm -hmm. that small remnant that will be here to um if it wasn't for that small remnant, we would be like, I think it said, like, unto Sodom and Gomorrah. And, you know, I'm grateful to God for this church. And, you know, I think about the times that we live in now. And I remember, Brother Singh, many years ago, you said that um, the saddest scripture in the Bible is in Judges. Mm -hmm. And it says that in that day, mm -hmm. every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And I think we live in that day now. We live in that day now where everybody does whatever they think is right in their own eyes. And so we're living in a very sad time. And, you know, I feel so much more the need for us to find our way um, in the house of God. But not just coming to church, but that life that Brother Singh talks about. Like he always used to say that he'll know when this church is praying. Because our church is a church that's a busy church but probably we're not a praying church like we ought to be or like we used to be. Yeah. But we're living in a time now where praying and seeking after God is so important, so very Absolutely. important. And knowing the word of God for your life, putting on this, that, that salvation, that the helmet of salvation that we, we heard about in church recently. And it's just so important for us to, to turn our life over to, to the Lord. You know, I, I think about some of the new people I see coming to church and I remember when I first got saved and everybody I saw, I would tell them that I was a Christian. Everybody I saw, I would preach to them because I was so in love with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had to tell every single person about how good the Lord was or try to find a way to put, bring it into every single conversation. And I think about how I don't really do that now. And there's a lot of reasons why I don't do that now. It's because everybody you talk to is spiritual. Everybody's very spiritual. Everybody knows God. Everybody knows everything. And also we live in a time where the church is the enemy. Like if you even say you're a Christian, it kind of kills a conversation because people see the church as not conforming to what the world is doing, not conforming to the, that which is right, everybody doing that, which is right in their own eyes. And, um, I'm grateful that there are still people in this world who God has called, who are ministers like brother Singh that will get up and preach the word of God. He will not really make him everybody's favorite person, but I need to come somewhere where I can trust the ministry that they're not going to get up and make me happy, but they're going to get up and the, the, the man of God is going to get up and say the words I need to save me. And I think that those of us that have been here, I've said it before and I'll say it again, that my blood is not on Brother Singh's shoulders. 
anything I do, any decision I make, anything I do, I have been given enough instruction in this church for me to make right and good godly decisions. And I've heard enough of the word of God for me to make the necessary changes. And I've been here for about 32 years. And I know that I'm so far from where I ought to be. I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted, I'm so busy, I'm too busy. But you know when I'm really, really busy and really tired? I pray to God and I say, Lord, I know that I need you. And it's been, a, and sometimes I feel like it's been a long time since I even ask the Lord to forgive me for my sins. Because the prayers are so rushed, the life is so busy. And when I pour my heart out to the Lord, I tell him, I'm like, Lord, when I look at this world, like this is not a safe world anymore. If you travel on public transportation, you know that. Like the public transportation system, it's not safe anymore. People are kicking down people's doors and coming in there and, and killing them. And we live in a time where God should mean everything. And God is so far on the back burner, it's not even funny. And I know in my life, if I'm so honest, like I drag my body here half the time and I do pay attention to what's being said, but my mind is being pulled in all kinds of directions. And I just pray that God would help Brother Singh, that he would not become weary. I'm sure he is, but I pray that he would not become weary because when you look at the, the response, the response verbally, the response physically, as in our church attendance, I don't even know why he's here for how long he's been here, but I'm grateful that he still, God still puts it in him for him to come out here. And you know, and while I'm here, I just want to say how much I'm grateful to Sister Singh for standing with Brother Singh for all these years. Such a faithful woman. I'm faithful to Brother Sam and to Brother John for being pillars in this church. I'm very grateful to them because Brother Singh has been standing at this pulpit and they've been sitting behind him for many, many years. And I'm so grateful for the elders in this church that continue to come here because I'm sure that as discouraged as Brother Singh is, they're discouraged too, but they still show up and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for every child of God in this assembly. Brother Joe, I'm grateful to you for the, 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 those articles that you write and post on Facebook for putting the, like, I remember when we first went to MP3, Brother Singh, and we started making MP3 recordings so that we could have CDs and we were burning CDs. And then we had the pandemic and we had to get creative and Brother Joe got very creative and we have Spotify now. And now the world has gone international. The word has gone international. And that's just so amazing. And you know, I'm grateful for the church. I be, Brother Singh's anniversary is coming up and it's my anniversary because I came to this church at their anniversary dinner for the food. And I'm still here, not as many years as they've been here, but 33 years later, January 33 years ago almost, I came into this church um, to Brother Singh and Sister Singh's mom invited me to their anniversary dinner and I came to the dinner and it came for the food and um, but it was a dinner so that's why I say I came for the food and you know after that like Brother Singh talks about the different miracles and I know I'm talking and rambling a bit but I just felt like sharing that I remember one of the the most remarkable testimony to me in this church is my daughter Mandy and when Mandy was young um, she had an allergy to wheat and so when she would eat anything with like bread, wheat, whatever, her stomach would just blow up. And so she couldn't eat cakes. She was eating all kinds of potato flour, all kinds of disgusting types of flour substitutes. And one day she decided she had had enough. And I was playing in the band in a convention and I was behind her playing my saxophone. And I see this, I think she was like 
six or seven in that age range, I see her walking down the aisle and she joins the prayer line. And I take my saxophone out of my mouth and I say to her, what are you doing? She goes, I need healing, she says. And then I look at her and I, and so I just kind of like just chuckled and I was like, whatever. And so she went for prayer and we sat in the dining room with Nadine and Sean that day. We were sitting opposite them. And Maggie picked up a cake and shoved the cake in her mouth. I said, what are you doing? You're gonna make yourself sick. She goes, no, I'm healed. She says, I'm healed. I mean, it was greediness as far as I was concerned. But she said, nope, I'm healed. I went for prayer, they prayed for me, I'm healed. And she didn't even think about it and she ate the cake and she never had any reaction whatsoever and never has to this day. And it, it might sound comical, but I just found it so amazing because you can learn as a grown up, you can learn a lesson from a child. How many people are diabetic would come up for prayer and then come to the front and then just not take your insulin or whatever, because you're going to take your medication. If you've got blood pressure, you're going to keep taking it. But the faith of a child, she just came up to the front. They prayed for her. She couldn't wait to get into the dining room so she could stuff the cake in her face. And she ate that thing and I sat there watching her eating it and I was, cause I know how sick she would get and nothing happened, nothing happened. And that kid is in her early thirties and to this day, she's never had a problem. So I just wanted to share that testimony with you because Brenzing talks about it, but a lot of times you don't know the actual story that it's a big deal when a child can have that type of faith. If only we could have that kind of faith. I just give God thanks to you. I believe God. Sure. Just give me a second so I'll find it. Praise the Lord. Sorry, I'm not as spontaneous. <laughs> okay, let's try. Amen. Amen. There's a lot. <clears throat> there's a lot in those few words. I believe God. Three words, but there it, it's all encompassing. You know. And Sister Carl was uh, speaking, how God touched her. Yes. We have gone back a long way. Yes. It's uh, Sister Cindy was with us at the very start, 48 years ago. I remembered several ones laughing at us, but there was a message that I heard and the scriptures that were so precious. Jesus said, if I go, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself. Mm -hmm. That where I am, there you may be also. And uh, also it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the son of man. Back there they were eating, drinking, marrying, and uh, doing what they, want, what they felt needed to be done. They were motivated not by God, but they were motivated by the devil. And the thief cometh but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I'm come that they might have life and more abundantly. You know, I believe that. And as I'm here, going back those years, year after year, I've uh, seen so much that has transpired in this assembly. And the hope 
that we have, the apostle says, we have a lively hope. It's not something dead. You know, uh, those are, 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 that are in sports, they look forward to the Olympics. That's the ultimate. But after that, they all get sick, they get old, and they die, and they go. There are those that uh, they set the goal as a doctor or a lawyer, and uh, they achieve that. But you know what? After a while, they will die. Their patients will all die, and so on. But I am, as I'm here, the Word of God says that there is to be a kingdom established. This earth, as Sister, Sister Carol was mentioning about the unsafe conditions around, you know, in Mississauga, especially, I lived there for, uh, for about 40, almost 50 years, and it was pretty safe. I used to be in track and field, and I used to train at night, one o'clock, sometimes two, but I would not put myself out there at this time. Because it's not, you don't know who's going to stab you at a given time, who's going to do whatever, you know. But, but uh, I believe God, the angel of the Lord doth encamp around them that fear him and deliver. We have heard so many testimonies. And it's not uh, someone just uh, talking words for talking's sake. But as I'm here, I have made a lot of changes. There are a few more yet to be made. But uh, Jesus said, all that the Father hath given me will come unto me. And I will raise him up at the last day. Mm -hmm. oh, yes. We're approaching the closing of I believe we are close to the end of this age. But I also have this understanding that when he comes back, the Apostle John says, I saw a mighty angel coming down from heaven, having the key that authority to the bottomless pit. The systems of this world is, uh, is, is called a bottomless pit. There is no... No, there is no uh, safety there, and you keep it. Keep you just keep falling down until the devil will destroy you. But there is a foundation. Jesus said, "The words that we have, we have the scriptures, the Bible, whatever God wants us to have." Looking back, whatsoever was written aforetime was written for our learning, that we through comfort faith and comfort of the scriptures might have hope and it's not just just hoping for something it's a fact it's a fact behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son thou shall call his name Emmanuel and Israel wasn't really looking for that to happen but God had his eyes on one girl named Mary and the message was sent to her. And she said, how can this be? I'm not married. And uh, the power, they said, the power of the highest shall overshadow you. And that which is born of you shall be called the Son of God. And the Lord is going to give him something. There is a kingdom to be established on the face of the earth. There are so many kingdoms 
that are here. And we look back, we see the Grecian Empire, we see the British Empire and all of that, they're all gone. But there's a time coming that will encompass everyone that God has touched and, uh, and uh, cause them to repent, cause them to see their need and cause them to make that change in their life because it's only through Jesus Christ it's going to be done. And he says, when he ascended, he gave gifts to men. And there are men that have been touched of God, raised up of God, to direct and to cause every human being to see the condition that they're in. I know where I was. I remember throughout these years, I came to Canada. But I've always loved to come to the house of God. I love the place where is on a dwell. This is one of those areas. This building that is here, it's a miracle. How we achieve to get somewhere to worship. So I am very glad and I'm able. I have health in my body that I can come here every time that I come through those doors. My heart rejoices. I lift up the name of the Lord. I rejoice in Him. He is my keeper. The Lord is my shade upon my right hand. And the sun shall not smite me by day. So many things has, has come. You know, last, uh, last Tuesday, I went for a walk. I always exercise. And I was walking through this green, it was green for me. And I was halfway through the intersection. I had looked and traffic was waiting, coming north. And I was, I almost walked through. And this person just made a left turn right in front of me. I could just almost touch, touch me. If I had made one more step, I don't think I would be standing here. But, but I'm glad I'm here. And the Lord protected me there. And the words came to my mind that whatever the Lord wants you to do, the job is not over. So he has kept me. You know, I'm here. And I'm so glad to see every saint of God that is here. You may say, well, you're just visiting. It's not just a visit. Don't think it's just a visit. But this is a place where God is working. Every time that we come here, the man of God would uh, give a lesson. You may hear things at times that you don't quite grasp. Don't fight it. But over and over, I've heard Brother Singh said, you don't understand, just come and ask. Because it's for our grooming. It's for our, cause us to be mature. Cause us to interact properly, scripturally uh, with one another. John says, I saw a great multitude. It's not, uh, we are a small group here, but the world is about 10 billion people. And uh, the Lord knows everyone, the hearts that are there. 
and everyone that is to be a part of that coming kingdom when Jesus is to break the clouds and come back. Uh, they are to be brought in an area to, to a, a person that he's using words to be given that is true. The words of the wise are as gold sometimes fastened by the masters of assemblies and it's given from one shepherd. Jesus is giving word after word and message after message. I've seen many who have fought it and I've seen the end of many. But I've seen those who have embraced it. I've seen right to the end. We need to hold steadfast. Mm -hmm. We need to grasp what we are getting. It's gold is going to go after a while. But what we are getting is going to cause us to live eternally. Not in a flesh body like this. But this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? You thought you had me, but Jesus is coming back and he's going to resurrect the dead from the graveyards. And uh, to receive life eternal, I look forward to that time. That's one of the, that's the main reason why I come here and I just give God thanks. Amen. I was hoping not to say anything this weekend, but um, I'm glad I'm here also. And you know, the past couple of days, I was looking at the scripture, understanding Genesis is when everything was created. And when you go from Genesis, as you look at the Bible, the King James translation I have, Genesis is the original creation. And then when you go right down into the New Testament period of time, the book of Revelation has the conclusion and the recreation of all things. And um, there are all kinds of controversial issues. And there was a time I wanted to start a page, a website, and say, Mr. Controversist, Mr. Controversial. And um, it was sort of attract people to come and find out what I have to say. Well, there are so many things to say. But as we look at the Bible, and we've got a few minutes here, so let's look at some scriptures here. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, and this is the hope that we have. Brother John mentioned of how uh, no matter what your profession is, a life is short. It's but a breath. Um, Job made a statement Somebody help me get that. He says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? In the book of Job, I have my finger in Isaiah chapter 65, but I'm looking at the book of Job. I think it might be the 14th chapter. Um, the 14th chapter is a good chapter. Sister 
sister, get 14 chapter of Job and the first part. More man that is born of a woman. Man that is born of a woman is of a few days. Now you might say, well, I'm hoping to shoot for 70. Well, I'm finished 74. Uh, this year I'll be turning 75. That's a major milestone, right? Yes. We need to celebrate. Yes. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not big into celebrating, but that's a major uh, milestone, 75. Well, I'm shooting for 90. It's always shoot for the highest, and if you fall short, that's fine. Uh, nobody in my family ever touched too much in the 80s, but um, how about me shooting for 90? You've got to shoot for 92. All right. But man that is born of a woman is of a few days, and he's full of troubles. Um, I stand here, but I might be full of troubles. When I say trouble, the aches and the right and the aches and the left and the you know, all kinds of things happening to you. And then God can take you through a process. I believe in the sovereignty of God, and that is, sovereignty means he's in control of everything. The devil can't do anything except God allows him to. Angels can't do anything except God allows them to. Uh, you can scarcely do anything except God allows you to. Uh, yet you are responsible for your own uh, actions and so he says man that is born of a woman is of few days uh, full of troubles he cometh forth like a flower and is cut down I often boast of my garden and um, I met a lady just recently and uh, she was telling me about to, about something I needed to get I have to tell you what it is she um, you know what you know who told me that um, Sophia is it Sophia brother Joe yeah. Sophia she came and she what Sophia does she goes to gardens and clean it out because she has selected weeds that she use for health reasons so I told her I said Sophia in the summertime I'd like you to come and check my garden because growing up in a tropical country uh, you have flowers that exist 365 days in the year. The hibiscus does not die. It's always in bloom. The coconut tree never stops bearing. The, you have flowers that are forever. The bungavilla, we had a bougainvillea, they call it here. It's over our gate and it's always in bloom. Here, my Villa is down in the basement in a pot because it can't take the winter so I brought it in put it downstairs and in the summer uh, you know early summer I take it out put it back in front of my my house and it starts to bloom again and it's really beautiful while in my garden it's the most beautiful garden you can find on the street it has the church garden is also beautiful uh, the counselors used to come and just sit out here and admire our church garden. But you go to my garden, you go down that street and you find the most beautiful garden. You'll find, I would have uh, zinnias of all classification. I'd have petunas hanging down from baskets. Uh, it is so beautiful. Don't you think so, Gregory? 
it's the most beautiful garden. The tragedy is when that hibiscus blooms or the Rose of Sharon blooms, it lasts for a day and the flower dies in the night and you have to wait for a new one to come. I believe in the kingdom, it's not going to be like that because right now, man, you and I are like the flowers. You know how many times I wish that we could live forever? Because you look at people, they lose a loved one, they cry their hearts out, they work all together. I sit down and you tell me I'm a sad person, but I sit down and I think of people. I'm thinking, I think of Raleigh and Marge. I said, who's going to go first? I think about John. I think about Sam and Pam. You know, like I'm thinking, uh, not that I don't think of myself. Um, you think about, you see people, I look at the young children going to school and I wonder what they'll grow up to be. Are they going to get married? How old will they get? Are they going to enjoy life? Will they be homeless? There are many, many homeless people in Ontario, homeless people in Ontario. Life is full of trouble. And the only hope we need is beyond this life. And so it says here, a man is cut down, he's like the flower, he fleeth also as a shadow, and then he continueth not. Uh, this is a controversial issue because I believe that when you die, you die. Now, most preachers believe when you die, you go off somewhere in paradise. I believe when you're dead, you're dead. D-E-A-D means the cessation of life. And so, a lot of people says you're a false prophet. No, no, no. I'm a real preacher. Because Jesus is not coming back to resurrect the living. He's coming back to resurrect the dead. Abraham is dead. Isaac is dead. Isaiah is dead. Jeremiah is dead. And so are my religious leaders. They're all gone. And one day, you will join the group. And when you see it, when you see people, you wonder when they get older, are they catering for that? I'm looking at the younger generation, and sometimes I worry, are they saving enough money? Today I was checking out the possibility for students uh, to save money in an account. Pick your money and don't have it sit there. Your $1,000 that you have in the bank today is going to be worth less. It's going to be $1,000, but it can be worth less 10 years from now. In spite of the interest that you have, it will not buy what you can buy today then. So the value of things are going down, and so we need to think about the future. But beyond the future in this world, there's a future that God has promised us. He says... Um, Man is short, has a short life. He says, verse 4, Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one, but God can. God can take a fallen, depraved man and make a son out of him. You can be worthless, you can think you're worthless, but God can take you and make something out of you. And he goes down here, he says, Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee, that is, with God. That was appointed his bones that he cannot pass. 
there's none of us that would live one day beyond the time that God wants us to live. But we must do our best and leave to God the rest. I'm to do my best to stay alive and do my best to be healthy and do my best to, to function in society and then leave the rest to God. And then comes down here in verse 21, so man lieth down, that is in the grave, and riseth not. He lies down in the grave and he riseth not till the heavens be no more. They shall then they shall not awake nor be raised out of their sleep. Oh, that thou was hide me in the grave. Job is saying, Oh, that thou was hide me in the grave. The grave becomes a hiding place. When you get old and you're ready to die, it becomes a hiding place yes. until the resurrection of the dead. And this is the hope that we have. Oh, that thou wouldest hide me in the grave, that thou wouldest keep me secret until your wrath be past, that thou wouldest appoint a set time and remember me. He says, if a man die, shall he live again? And I can answer that and say, yes, he can live again. Uh, Jesus will come back and resurrect the dead and appoint the time, a time will I wait until my change come. Uh, the, the, the Job is saying, I'll wait until my change come. And so this is important for us to understand that. Over in Psalms 49, uh, if you can turn with me here, I'm trying to beat the time. I got 10 minutes to go. I'm always trying to beat the time. In, in Psalms 49, uh, David is, uh, this is a Psalm of the sons of Korah. Hear this. You got it? Psalms 49 verse 1. Hear this, all you people, and give ear, all you inhabitants of the world. Both low and high, rich and poor together. This, uh, this psalmist is saying, whether you're low or you're high in society, whether you're rich or you're poor, he says, I've got a message for you. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I will incline mine ear to a parable, and I will open my dark saying upon the harp. He says in verse 6, they that trust in their wealth, they that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. In other words, no matter how rich you are, you can buy salvation. It is something that God provides. So the rich man or the poor man, the high man or the low man, Everyone needs God in his life. And we de must depend on God to help us. And he goes on to say uh, in verse 10, For he seeth that wise men die. Likewise the fool, the silly man, the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. No matter what you say, we're not going to be here forever. You can be a millionaire and one day you will die and leave your wealth. It has happened over and over and over.
And then he says, verse 12, verse 12, Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He's like a beast that perished. You see a man? A man is like an animal. He dies and he perishes. Hold your finger in, in Psalms 49. We're coming back there. Leave the, leave the scripture in, was it in Isaiah? Leave the scripture in Isaiah, and we're coming back there. But in Ecclesiastes, I'm holding 49 chapter of Psalms, and I'm going Psalms, Proverbs, then Ecclesiastes. Uh, chapter, uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter, let's see here, chapter 9. Uh, chapter 9 in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon, King Solomon. And he writes like this, and this is really, really good. He says in verse 4, For to him that is joined to, the, to all the living, there is hope. As long as you're alive, there is hope. Where there is life, there is hope. It's a common saying among humanity. He says, where there is life, there is hope. For a living dog is not is is better than a dead lion beautiful statement i remember this statement forever a living dog it's alive it's better than a dead lion because a lion is dead a dog is still alive i've said that so many times to people somebody says how are you doing i said well you know i'm not feeling good today too well but a living dog is better than a dead lion i'm alive so I give God praise for me being alive. And then he goes on, he says, The living know that they shall die, verse 5, but the dead know not anything, neither have there any more a reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. When you die, as far as the world is concerned, your memory is forgotten. But for the child of God, that's not the end. You see, life is, is, is strange because when you think about being a gardener, <clears throat> I love to plant garden. You don't plant, you know, I love mangoes. West Indians, I love mangoes. A real nice ripe mango. But you can't plant a ripe mango seed, eat it and then plant the seed and expect it to grow. You have to take that mango seed and put it to dry and it must become dead before it grows. And it's a lesson in life. Paul says in Rome in 1 Corinthians 15, we sow not that which shall be, but we sow bare grain. And when we plant that, it must be you can't plant a green mango, it's never gonna grow. You have to wait until it reaches that age of maturity. And it is symbolic to the resurrection of the dead. When your life is over and you're sown in corruption, God can reap you in incorruption. The Bible is a beautiful book. We don't have to believe in fantasies. We can believe in reality. Death means death. And when you put life mixing up with mix life up with death, it takes the impact of the resurrection away. But when Jesus comes, he will resurrect the dead. The Lord himself, Paul writes, shall descend from heaven with a shout. 
and with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Find that for me. <clears throat> we got less than five minutes. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and this is the hope that we have. It says in verse 13 or 14, somewhere in that first Thessalonians. I'm getting Sister Joyce tangling up her finger with, a, with an outdated computer trying to find these scriptures. First Thessalonians chapter 4, maybe 13 or 14, it says, uh, for, uh, for the Lord shall descend with a shout. He says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as those which have no hope. Go ahead. Next verse. It says, next verse, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Jesus is coming back. And this is the promise that every child of God should have. We make fantasies. We, we, you know, uh, recently I, I try not to get upset, but sometimes you look at a crusade and a meeting that's going on somewhere and people said well, the spirit is moving well what makes you think the spirit is moving well they're dancing that's what you make think the spirit is moving yeah they're making noise so that's the spirit it's so strange that in this world of fantasies fantasies have come on into the church and a lot of us fail to believe what the Bible really teaches. When Jesus comes back, and I believe he will, he will come back to resurrect not the living, but the dead. And the dead, he will come back with a shout and the voice of the archangel with the trump of God. And uh, what? The dead in Christ shall rise first. What about those of us that are awake, that, that are alive? And we which are alive, and remain unto the coming of the Lord will not prevent or precede those that are dead. Here's how it happens. The Lord comes back and the dead are resurrected and then we which are alive and remain will not go ahead of them but, he says, uh, but, uh, but um, we'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be. Thy dead men shall live, Jesus said. Together with my dead body, the scripture says, shall they awake. Awake and sing ye that dwell in the dust, for thy dew is as the dew of herbs. I wish I had more time here today to tell you, but that is so, so much of our hope. And so back here, quickly, wrap it up. In Psalms, the 49th chapter, it says, uh, The rich and the poor, uh, verse 12, Nevertheless, man that is is in honor, abideth not. He's like the beast that perisheth. Uh, verse 14. Like the sheep, like sheep, they are all laid in the, in the grave, and death shall feed on them. But And the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning of the Lord's day, that is, and their beauty shall consume in the grave. This is such a beautiful promise that God has made to his children because God will come Jesus will return and resurrect the dead I could go into 1 Corinthians 15 there's so much you know I love the Bible I love the Bible because that's what I'm not a mechanic I can do a little bit I'm not an electrician I can do a little I can do everything I'm a jack of all 
master of none of those, but I love my Bible. I like to be the master of the Bible. I like to know the Word of God so much that no one can confuse me when it comes to interpreting the Scripture because I want to hold on to promises that are real. And as we live in this age, and the age that we're living in, and one last Scripture, remember, we started there in Isaiah chapter 65. Here is what the Lord promises to the Jews in Isaiah 65 and verse 17. The Lord says, I, and before behold, I create new heaven and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come in mind. And, but ye be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. Not yet, but it, it's in the future. And he goes down here and he says, verse 20, and there shall be no more infant of days. A child would not die. But an old man that has fulfilled his years, he says, for the child shall die being a hundred years old. That's how the kingdom, when the kingdom of God is established, can you imagine a person die being a hundred years old during that thousand years period? When the thousand year period is over, then there will be no more death, no more sorrow. But during that period of time, a person dies at a hundred years old. And Raiden will say to that person, oh my God, such a young age he died. A child shall die being a hundred years old. See, right now we die and we lose our loved ones. We leave the people behind. And no matter how healthy you are, one day you'll get old and die. What is our hope? Our hope is the resurrection of the dead when the Lord will return and resurrect the righteous dead. Yes, sir. Isaiah says, uh, together we'll let me see what scripture I need. I, um, I know I'm running you here all over the Bible, but I think it's uh, the 29th chapter of, of Isaiah, or uh, 29th chapter of Isaiah. It says, um, is that what I want? Not really. 2619, right, come my people. Uh, 2620, 26, Isaiah 2620, I promise you I'm finishing with this. 2620 and 21. And it says in verse 20, the Lord is telling the Israelites, he says, come my people, enter thou into thy chambers. You know what he's calling chambers? Your grave. Enter into your chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself when you're dead. There's no time nor space in death. It's but a little moment. He says, just for a little moment until the indignation, indignation be passed. Uh, this is what God is saying. Uh, when it comes to that point in time, we want to make sure that we live in the spirit. And we walk in the spirit and we live to please God. So we qualify ourselves. We can never be 100% qualified. But you know, this life is, Paul said, if in this life only we have hope, we are men most miserable. Your money would be gone. Your home would be gone. Your life would be gone. Your loved ones would be gone. But we're looking forward for that time when that which is sown in death is raised up in life. That is the promise. When God will create a new heaven and a new earth and the old one will be passed away. There are so many scientific reasons to discuss, but um, we don't have time for that tonight. But this world is a dying world. This earth is a dying earth. Yes, 
Uh, they said when the, after the flood, they said the earth tilted on its axis. It tilted on its axis and it's ready to, to give up. And so that's how it is. And so we are thankful to God that we are here tonight and we're looking for, I'm up here, excuse me, I'm up here. Uh, we're thankful to God that we're in church tonight and we can have this hope in our hearts. It was a good night being in church and let's continue to look forward for a wonderful day tomorrow. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks. We give you honor, we give you glory for your goodness and mercy. Let these words challenge our hearts and place a hope in our lives, Father, for the future. Teach us to love you and serve you, Father, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. See you tomorrow.